0: My Seven
1: Chakras, episode 196. If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it's because he hears the beat of a different drummer. Let him step to that beat, however, measured or far away. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head, for thousands of years. This ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your
0: true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up Action Tribe, AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So if you've been on the lookout for simple, actionable steps that you can take right away to change your life, then congratulations because you are at the right spot. Before we dive into the interview, let's listen to today's iTunes review, which is by a user named Twink, who's written a review in praise of episode 157 on meditation. And she as a beginner to learning about the flow of energy, I find these podcasts so helpful. Her definition of meditation brought great clarity. Medication. Or meditation. Thank you so much for doing a great job. Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views and experiences in the form of an iTunes review. How do you do that? It's super simple. If you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also use this link to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. You see, one review from you is a giant leap for the show. So especially if this show has changed your life, make sure that you take a minute or two to share your thoughts. And with that, I am excited to bring you our featured guest for today. Swami Sadashiv Tirtha, who is here on the show for the second time around. So, Swamiji, are you ready to inspire? All set, Aditya. Wonderful. So, over the past 40 years, Swamiji has taught meditation and yoga, Ayurvedic healing, practiced shamanic energy healing, and is a certified advanced psychic medium. He offers a beginner's meditation course with advanced results and group mediumship events. He has written the successful book Bhagavad Gita for Modern Time and the Stress-Free College Student. His newest book is called 21 Days of Joy. He has presented to the White House Alternative Medicine Commission. He is a regular speaker at global medical universities such as John Hopkins. And today, he is on My 7 Chakras for the second time around. If you want to listen to the first interview, then head on over to my forward slash swamiji, S-W-A-M-I-J-I, during which we talk about emotional freedom technique, EFT, which helps you relieve stress in 60 seconds or less. If you've heard that episode, then let's move on. So, Swami, thank you for joining us on today's show, I can't wait to get started. Thanks for having me. I'm also excited to get started and teach you. Great. So, like we always do, let's start with an inspirational quote. What is your favorite inspirational quote, and also tell us how you apply that quote in your life? Sure, I love to. It's it's it's
1: been with me since high school, actually. And it's a, a quote by Henry David Thoreau, and it's really based on him reading the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads, which is kind of an interesting cycle. So he says, it's called Different Drummer. And he says, if a, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it's because he hears the beat of a different drummer. Let him step to that beat, however measured or far away. And to me, it's be yourself. Don't Don't try to be like other people. Be authentic. And that, when I read that for the first time, literally my world shifted. And consciously and subconsciously, ever since, my life has been about that authenticity, finding it, accepting it, and and uh, realizing that's the master key to everything in this world.
0: Your authentic self. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing this quote. If a man doesn't keep pace with his companion, perhaps he is keeping pace with a different. Drummer Action Tribe. The bottom line is that you have to be yourself, and this quote helps us remind us of that. So, with that, let's dive in. Uh, Swamiji, what exactly is mediumship? Sure, DJ. Mediumship is in the
1: middle, you're the medium, you're in between the people in the living world and those who have passed over to the other world. And as a medium, or some people may call it a channel, you connect with you get hearing, seeing, some sort of sense from loved ones who have passed over, or angels or guides that are helping the person in the living world. So for example, if I I had a person from the uh, Varanasi area of India, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I described this gentleman to her, and I said, I think it's your grandfather, and all the descriptions I gave, mm-hmm. she said, yes, he looked just like that, and That was his personality. And I said, Well the next thing he's showing me is doesn't make any sense. He's showing me this big boat in the water. And you know, knowing your grandfather in that era, that age, who can afford a boat? She goes, Oh, he did have a boat, (laughs) you know. So they're giving me really hard Proof that the, that I'm not just making something generalized up. I'm not just saying something like if you see a butterfly, your grandfather's around and he loves you. Mm, it's like course. really, yeah? How who you know? It's so absurd, and yet look how right on the answer was. And the the there's several wonderful values to to this. First off, is it proves to us that our loved ones don't really die. They're, that's why they call it the afterlife. <laughs> And for some people, you know, if they missed their loved ones, if they felt guilty, sometimes they never got to say goodbye. Sometimes they felt they could have done more. And the loved ones come in and say, you know, it's okay. And, and Or mm-hmm. sometimes people have died a painful death and then they go, no, I left before the pain was there. And so there's all sorts of amazing relief and healing of the heart in people. And uh, so that and the realization that life continues, there is no death, is it two of the most
0: beautiful things I can share with people. Beautiful. Now, my question is, how is being a medium different from being a psychic or are they... One and the same.
1: That is a, DJ, a really great question. So first off, everybody in the world is psychic to some degree or another, whether mm. there's intuition or a lot of, you know, I think is uh, one of the business magazines like Entrepreneur or Fast Company. They had an article. And there was another one that just came out recently that some of the top CEOs in the world are the most intuitive people in the world which is another word for a psychic so psychic is there intuitive is there um, it's just the degree of attention we put on life and feelings and energies not every so everybody is, can be psychic but not everybody and not every psychic can be a medium it requires a, a life shift which is much more profound because you're talking you're going into the world of the so called dead so to speak so yeah. it takes a huge commitment and it's not for everybody so now specifically Specifically, what's the difference between the two? A psychic gets impressions from you, from the world around you. So I could say, okay, I feel an energy coming, and uh, in in the springtime. You're going to get a new job. Mm-hmm. So that's me picking up the vibrat- vibratory paths of a likely outcome. We can't we can't know anything, but mm-hmm. we could uh, if that was the case that I'd be feeling something in that person's life, and I might see the uh, uh, Easter bunny, or I might see the spring flowers, and say, okay, this spring something's going to happen. So that's me picking up something from you as a as a medium. I don't even connect to you, my my client, if you will. It's not you at this point. It is the loved ones, your spirit guides, and your angels on the other side. And so then I say, okay, what do you want to say to this person? And in many ways, it's much more profound and much more accurate and much more uh, life-changing for the reasons, many of the reasons I've shared with you.
0: Got it. Now, I've read that you were born a psychic medium. Is that correct? Yes, yes. What were some signs or experiences you had that suggested this to you?
1: Well, DJ, it's it's really interesting because when we think about people saying I'm a psychic medium, uh, we think oh they, maybe they're bragging. But for in my case, it was the last it was not a gift for me. It was the last thing I ever wanted. And uh, what happened was sometime from second grade on, and I'm not sure the timing because I just know that we moved, we changed houses, and I started to get dreams only after we moved and I moved into second grade. So, some when I was uh, eight, 10 years old, I started to get these dreams where there'd be a lineup of couples, husbands and wives, and they'd be facing me. And the first couple would have masks. They'd put the mask on their faces and they'd say, we're your parents. So the mask was my parents' faces. And then they'd give the masks to the couple behind them. And the people would say, we're your parents. And then this would go on. And this was a recurring dream. And it was very disturbing for me as a young child to be seeing all these people telling me they're my parents. I didn't know what it meant. And then later on in this what I was probably 15 or 16, uh, the Vietnam War had started mm-hmm. and the dream shifted to a different recurring dream. And this time I in my dream I was in the army and I was never in the army in real life, but in the dream I had come home from fighting in Vietnam and when I got to my house my parents had moved and they didn't tell me where they moved. Again another disturbing dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when I was 17 and I was taking driver's ed, I would have dreams that I couldn't – I'd step on the brakes of the car that I was driving and it wouldn't stop. And then in real life, my family was in the car at a red light facing a funeral parlor. And all of a sudden, everything went black. Everything swirled into a circle. And the next thing I knew, I was crying saying, I don't want you to die. To my parents, I was saying this. And they like were very perplexed, and I believe it was the very next summer that they died in a car accident. So this was, you know, I didn't think uh, being a psychic was was anything good, you know. (laughs) It didn't make I couldn't do anything about it. Why are you Mm -hmm. telling me this? So it's not, when I say I was a born psychic medium, I'm not saying it to sound braggadocious. I'm saying it uh, quite the opposite way. It was only after they died and I had the time to get into, uh, the urge to get into uh, spiritual life more. And when I discovered um, Indian meditation and I went to India and I studied uh, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology and yoga and, and all of that, that I started to be able to help people with uh, Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, and yoga and meditation. And then I started to allow, I noticed that my intuition was like I would look at your chart and I'd say, oh, your chart says ABC. But the chart, the technical rules didn't say it. The energy pattern said it. So I kind of snuck it in like I was uh, like hiding in the closet, pretending that I was 100% Vedic astrology when I was really 50% of intuition or psychic work. Mm. And only as I realized that I could help people with my gifts, mm. then I started to feel more comfortable having the gifts. So that's kind of how how it came
0: about from childhood. Yeah. So, so, so you mentioned that It was a gift, but it was something that you didn't really want, right? Because you used to get these recurring dreams, unpleasant dreams that started around the ages of 8 to 10 years of age. And then at at a certain point, like you've uh, mentioned, you started taking active steps to become a trained medium, right? You went to India, you learned meditation, Ayurveda and Vedic astrology. Uh, were those steps that you took towards becoming a trained medium or did you take those steps later on to become the trained medium?
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, I would naturally go into trance and, and mediumship, but I didn't have the words for it. I didn't know it was trans. I didn't know it was mediumship. Um, I did know that spirit or God would be telling me things for people. Uh, but sometimes I didn't even know that. And my clients would tell me, you uh, you said this to me, that I'm going to meet this girl and I'm going to see her eyes. and I'm going to fall in love and get married. And that happens. You were right. You know, you told me that a year ago and we got married six months ago. And I go, I don't remember telling you. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but last, uh, this past spring of a uh, 2016, there were three very mystical o- o- omens that happened to me. And the third one culminated with that same sort of circle that I described about my parents' death at the funeral home. That, and I was watching a, a movie, a TV show about psychics. And I realized just how healing This really was. I never realized it was a healing gift. I thought it was just uh, for people who felt sad about the people who have passed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the show, I was in tears. And all of a sudden, I went back into this um, trance zone. And then spirit said to me now, if you like, you can go deeper into your mediumship. And it was like oxygen. Uh, DJ. It was like, holy cow, I can breathe. And I just dove into it. Uh, there's a, a wonderful school here in New York State. It's it's one of the top two in the country. It's called Lilydale Assembly. And I spent half the summer there taking advanced courses with some of the top mediums in America and from also from England. And so I just learned the structure. I mean, I had the gift, but how to Presented in a way um, on demand, if you will. You know, it used to come out. It came out. Um, if I tried, it didn't come out, or I didn't understand it. How to use it? So they taught me this a, a structure how to
0: best help people in a most efficient way. Got it. You spoke about the fact that you had the gift since you were a child, right? And on and off. Uh, with your clients, you were using it, but not consciously, and you were saying things that would come true in your, in your, in your client's life and you were in a way waiting for that message from spirit uh or that permission to you know dive deep and then uh you mentioned that uh, last summer you got that message and you were finally uh, satisfied and you were uh, i'm sure excited to finally get into something that you've been waiting for, for such a long time. my question is what was the experience like because you had the gift and now you you were learning uh, these advanced uh, methodologies from people who've, who've been done, doing advanced mediumship for such a long time. What was the experience like, and did you face any challenges during this phase?
1: Well, the the first experience was the the degree of oxygen. It was literally like breathing fresh air that I was starved for, and I was running full speed into this. You know, I just oh, cut all, all, put all caution to the wind, or whatever that expression is through all the caution to the wind and uh, so it, and it, and what it did for me because what i realized is mediumship is the most natural me then of, of all the things that i do right and so with all of my entrepreneurial training about um, having courage saying yes uh for example i went uh, on my second visit to this lilydale i went to an event there and they said oh you're one of the uh Mediums would you like to present to the group, mm-hmm. and I said, well, i'm just a student. they go, well that's we we encourage students, so it was the most scary thing, but because I knew that was I was falling forward, so to speak, I said yes, I just said yes, I said, as long as you don't mind if I fall on my face, She says, we all fall on our face. go ahead, try right. it so I really applied my entrepreneurial uh, maxims uh, because I finally found the thing I was.
0: You know, on fire for more than anything else. Got it. Now, I also read that you were recognized as a natural born shaman by shamans in the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, could you
1: could you talk to us about that story? Sure. That was shortly after I moved upstate. Okay. I I um, had a great opportunity to go to the Ecuador Amazon rainforest with some really respectable people called the Pacha. Mama Alliance. Pachamama means Mother Earth. And um, the Pachamama group is out of San Francisco if you want to look them up. And they take you, a group of people out into the Amazon rainforest, and you live with uh, villagers, you live with an indigenous tribe, and you spend a few days with actual shamans. And during our celebration, uh, herbal celebration, ceremony, the next day you describe what you experienced to the shaman and the two of the shamans in two different events said to me I was a natural-born shaman and healer. And and, um, actually during the ceremony the day before, spirit actually came down from Mm -hmm. the sky in front of me as if it was a human spirit and blew into my heart and cleared my heart out instantly. And I said, wow, I could do this. And that's when I started my Energy healing and my instant energy healing. I have a thing which I call instant energy healing through the heart, Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and
1: it all started from that moment. And as much as I love Ayurveda, as as well as it helps people in a few days, let alone you know uh, a few weeks or months or years, uh, the energy heals people. People feel the the changes overnight. And now I've got it down to thirty seconds, sixty seconds. People feel the changes. So it's just another capstone, it's another, uh, my goal, if my goal is to help people as much and as quick as possible, then the shamanic uh, and healing energies really uh, took it to another level.
0: Now, one thing I've heard of is that during these uh, herbal celebrations when you're with the shamans in the rainforest, uh, many times they have these uh you know, concoctions uh, like ayahuasca and, and and things like that. Did you did you did you try out any of those? Yeah, the,
1: the what people know uh, uh, commonly is ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah. They told me is uh, they call it natem. Okay. And natem is their term of respect. Ayahuasca was the derogatory term mm. by the Spaniards, which meant devil's weed or devil's Got something. It. So they're not crazy about that word, but everybody knows it la- that yeah. way. And so yeah, so this ayahuasca they the, the shaman go out and they have a talk with the ayahuasca plant okay um, and they, it's just a, it's a part of a very respectful um, important um, they don't just go out and cut things down and, and say here you know it's not that kind of a thing yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so you take it and eventually you 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 throw up at a certain point and um, but you have experiences over the night. And um, then the next day, you share them with the shaman, and and he would interpret everybody's what what it meant for them. So these are like big, uh, it's it's like visions that everybody has, as opposed to dreams about daily activity. There are bigger things about your life that
0: help change change the course of your life. Wonderful. And, and and the vision that you had that night, was it the spirit descending? Was that the same vision or was that something? Well, that that was an actual
1: experience. Uh, but I, in my sleep, I had other visions that I shared. I actually don't think I shared the spirit vision with him. I told him my dreams because that's what he asked about. Mm. And he said, well, based on your dreams, you're a natural-born shaman and healer. And then… Another shaman in another, another shaman read candles. He would okay. get a candle and he would look at the candle and tell you about yourself. Self. And he told me that I was a natural
0: born shaman. Wow. Yeah. So Swamiji, what type of energy healing did you learn from them? Was it the instant energy healing that you spoke about?
1: Yes. And by learning it from them, I learned it from spirit, not the humans.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, uh, which year was this? How long back was this? I believe it was 2010. 2010 okay
1: and and just as as a as an aside, I think it's important to understand there's two types of learning, yeah, there's a learning, the way you book learning, instructional learning, humans teach you how to do things, and then there's relearning or awakening to what who you really are, and this goes back to the quote about authenticity by Thoreau. Yes, if you follow your authentic self, you will discover internally, spirit will teach you everything you need to know. And it won't be in any books because it's your unique self. Mm -hmm. There's another funny quote uh, by George Bernard Shaw that says, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Now, going back to the topic of uh, psychic mediumship, uh, my question is, and you've spoken about this a bit, but why should a person consider getting a psychic reading, if you could elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, that's really what's in it for people. Why would they do that? Uh, for for really the the, the big picture is to, for some sort of uh, ease emotional grief ease health anything that's troubling them or if it's just a, a life path life direction some people do it for relationship clarity um, does, is this guy right for me is this guy cheating on me uh, yeah, when will yeah. I find true love um, I don't like my career what should I do uh, there's just you know anything that's a big picture question. Uh, the psychics and mediums help us with that. Now again just to be clear, uh they they don't give absolutes. And if they say they do, it's time to move on to the next person. We give uh particularly psychics will give tendencies of what could happen. Like I had a psychic tell me I'm going to move to Sedona and all I mean she described I found the place she described for me in Sedona I I, I put in a bid to buy it. Yeah. I couldn't get somebody to buy my place. Now, what happened was I shifted my decisions. Uh, I could have gotten somebody if I really lowered the price. But the struggle for me uh, to go out to Sedona, I said, "I am already at a better place here. Yep. I don't want." So I, may- I changed the energy pattern. Uh, so she was right. If I stayed with the original pattern, and she's a really she's a really good psychic. There, you know, I haven't met a lot of them before recently. Uh, mediums, again, they tell you more things from your angels and your guides, so they know more than humans do. Yeah. Um,
0: now, now, as you probably know, our listeners love listening to stories of transformation. And I'm sure that you've changed so many lives over the years. Could you talk to us about a person who worked with you on a few reading sessions and then experienced a change as a result? <laughs> Sure,
1: uh I'll tell you uh, I had a client, well I knew somebody years ago my there's there's a universalist uh, Unitarian church in town. Okay. Um, and I was invited to uh to to do what I do there. And so as I was going through the people, one of them said my grandmother's having seizures, and so I did some energy healing for them right then and there. And then a few weeks later, the person came back to me and says uh, her seizures stopped. And uh, then I ran into her. I didn't see her for a couple of years, and she called for a session. And she says, "By the way, my grandmother never had a seizure ever since then." So that was awesome, you know. And uh, and then. That started her. She says I have some issues now, and, yeah. and you blew my mind. And, and can you help me? And this is a person who was worked as a medical doctor in a hospital. Right. And her issues were that she needed to develop her spiritual life and her her spiritual career, um, in, in as a doctor. And so over, she just she, I have a medical intuition course which she took, and then. I, she took another course of mine, and now she's actually in my intuitive leadership course. And um, I think think sacred geometry was my second course, and applying it to career. And we've got her to the point where she's left the hospital uh, and created her own holistic family practice. And just, she's she's a pioneer. There are very few doctors who are doing this now, and she's one of them. And it's, it's very rewarding, it's very down to earth where I'm helping train a doctor to better serve her patients Mm -hmm. in a way that there's alternatives to drugs Um, there's alternatives to the three minutes I don't have time to listen to you just take a drug (laughs) 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 and uh, changing
0: lives in in a very real profound way got it now how does a person go about choosing an authentic psychic medium to work with because as you might have seen over the years not everyone is here to genuinely uh, help right and some people can get fooled you know that's
1: that's one of the best questions um, you're asking Aditya that's why you're on that side of the microphone (laughs) <laughs> there. let's just put it in the most positive light. Let's assume – certainly there are there are charlatans, med- psychics and mediums yeah. because there are charlatans in every field. So let's just put them aside for the moment and assume that you're going to r- well-intentioned psychics and mediums. And I have – I know a lot of them. I found, to be honest, the – up until recently up until my advanced mediumship certification i just got an advanced mediumship certi- psychic mediumship certification uh, this spring this fall up until that point i only knew two psychic mediums that were right on the money for me mm-hmm. everybody else couldn't now now granted uh being a monk it's harder to read a monk so so if somebody's accurate uh, it, then then it's the cream of the crop And I only knew two of them. Now, going into uh, this course, uh, I took a course with Lisa Williams, who used to have uh, one or more psychic medium TV shows. And she has this advanced psychic mediumship course that I took. And it culminated by going to uh, a local group. Locals, there there are different courses around the country. I went to Virginia. um, And about 40 of us were there taking the course. And over the four or five days we were together, we would practice. So we've got to practice psychic and mediumship with the different other students. And I have to say that those people blew me away, the quality of their readings. I had one gal give me a psychic reading. It was like she turned the page of my book, history book. This happened from this age to this age. And then then you were lost for this age to this age. And then you were found from this age. It was just amazing so mm-hmm. there are some really good psychics i'd say you want to get somebody who's certified uh-huh. it, it not you can't always guarantee i think to guarantee is listen to your intuition listen to your heart let's ask spirit ask your angels guide me to an authentic um, psychic medium healer or anybody in life Gui- guide me to the best people possible and that's how your life will change because you'll keep meeting the best people but you can look for a psychic medium uh if you I do psychic mediumship on the internet like this over Skype so people, I could see them and they could see me. Uh, so it makes it personal or telephones. Uh, if you want somebody locally, I know people in the um, Virginia, New Jersey area. Or you could go to Lisa Williams' site and find people listed on her site. Those are just some of the, the quickest ways I could think of how to find people authentic psychic mediums so anyone who's an evidential medium if the word evidential means they're going to give you hard evidence uh-huh. that's that's really good then that, that's you can pretty much guarantee they're going to be pretty good
0: yeah that's that's really helpful now you also teach people how to find their spirit guides is that correct yes so for someone who's new to this space what or who is a spirit guide
1: sure uh, it's if you've ever had a gut intuition, a gut feeling. If you ever thought you've heard a voice guide you, help you turn left when, instead of right, stop when you wanted to go or go when you wanted to stop, then this. Some people may say that's our intuition. Some may mm. say that's God. Some may say that's a spirit guide or an angel. And it, it really doesn't matter what we just call it, as long as we start to listen and follow. Those advices. So, uh, I'm trying to think how to frame this uh, this idea. It's a notion. See, we we've come up through the dark ages, uh, right through the industrial revolution, which is ending in 2020. That life is hard. Life is struggle, and work harder and work harder. And it's all about us and what we do. And that is a real downer. That's a heavy duty, soul crushing. disaster mm-hmm. for of a life the, now i'm going to present to you another alternative what if there is a pattern in life of intelligent design, of uh, divine grace, and beauty, and harmony, and love? A pattern, a blueprint, such as the Fibonacci pattern, or the, design, the uh, golden ratio, the golden mean, which is how the Parthenon is designed, or how the Mona Lisa's face is put together, or how our physical digits of our fingers match a, numera- a, a mathematical formula that's universal to to everything like uh, sunflower seed rotation, the, the the center of a sunflower seed, that if we can discover the mathematical, geometric, sacred geometry, the, the patterns of life that are sacred and divine, and if we can see them and follow them, we know which steps to step on, we develop, we walk on the path to a divine, spiritual, enlightening life, and if we do that, we can ask our guides and our angels to help us get out of our own way, get out out of our own ego and let them do the work for us, then life becomes easy and joyful and celebratory. And that's the life we're moving into since 2012. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can relate to that or if you would like to relate to that, then then go to my website and, and talk to me and I'll that's what I do. I help people move into the light.
0: Right. So does everyone have a set of guides? Uh, and, and how does a person go about finding these guides or connecting with these guides? Because I'm sure many of our listeners might have this very question on their mind right now.
1: Sure. Uh, there, there are, um, I do a, a, a one-hour group session. And and if you're not living near me, you could get like ten of your friends, and we could do a a webinar, and I guide you through that session. But uh, if you want to just get started, go to a quiet place, somewhere where you feel very comfortable, whether it's the woods or wherever, the beach, a mountaintop, and just say, God, uh, please show me my guides who connect. Show me who to connect with. Help me listen and. Uh, The more sincere we are, the more, the quicker this happens. Now, I do want to say that it's important that the conversation I'm having is based on our right brain, our intuitive, creative side. And um, so we have to be creative. We have to go with the flow. If we sense somebody's talking to us, we accept that it's a talking to us. We don't stop and try to analyze it with our left logical brain mm-hmm. because that kills off the spirit. Ultimately, we want a balance of the two. Uh, but we're so much into our left brain that we really need to start to exercise our right brain and honor it and listen to it more and and not think we're crazy. Just accept it. There's no harm in it. I, th- I feel like somebody's talking to me. Good, accept that as it's happening. There's, as long as the messages come to you that are positive uplifting there's no harm in accepting a voice or a feeling if you ever hear somebody or something saying or doing something harmful don't that's not a guide or spirit that's just human something getting in the way and you don't want to listen to the negative stuff Mm -hmm. so try it on your own or connect with me or uh, somebody on the internet that you somebody you might know it's always good to go with word of mouth.
0: Now, now in connection with this, uh, based on your experience in mediumship, what happens to a person after they die?
1: They, what happens is, uh, okay, so let's say you've got uh, your favorite uh, outfit, yeah. whatever it is. Maybe it's a Levi's denim jacket and khaki pants, and you love it so much, you wear it till the holes have holes, and then eventually you got to throw them out. You get a new pair, a new denim jacket, new khaki Levi's, and you wear that. Well that's what happens who we are we are we are not there's an expression we're not human we're not humans having a spiritual experience we're spirits having a human experience so we are soul we are spirit and we put on this clothing which we call a body and when the body wears out the body's there for us to have experienced things through the senses when the body gives out we let the body take off the body and Go back to heaven, and at some point we say, I want to come back to earth and learn some more lessons, we take on another body. Now, for those who might think, well, this guy's really, you know, woo-woo, he's out there, I will point out that uh, modern physics says that we are, everything is really light energy waves at its essence. Now, Newtonian physics is what med- medicine is based on, and that is the older version which said everything is physical. Yeah, and from yeah. that point of view, that's why all of this sounds far out. But when we talk about quantum mechanics, quantum physics, which is much more modern, I don't know why medicine hasn't kept up with it, but that's the, that's the cutting edge of medicine. And they say we are spirit. Everything is spirit. Everything is, is space. There is no real physical matter. If you take physical matter and look at it, there's more space than there is matter. And if that little piece of matter, look into that, there's more space than matter. Mm -hmm. So cutting-edge science is really on board saying the same thing that the spiritual world is saying. Got it.
0: Now, what advice do you have for someone, maybe someone who's listening to the show, who is afraid of losing a loved one due to a terminal disease or ailment?
1: Well, I love that question. That's so proactive. Uh, Thank you for asking that. So for those of you who are in this position, I'm feeling your hearts right now, Mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to change the course of everybody's lives. First off, make sure you tell your loved ones you love them. Make sure, it, uh, uh, without sounding maudlin, live your lives with everybody as if it could be the last day because, you know, like with my parents, you never know. So settle everything. Um, don't leave things hanging. If there was an argument, work it out. When 9 11 happened, I had a couple that were ready to divorce. And then when 9 11 happened, they realized how small their thoughts were about divorcing and they stayed together. Right. Um, talk to the people. I remember when my grandmother was dying, I said to her, what do you think about? And she said, I don't think it's such a bad thing for old people to die. So I was already priming myself to understand that. Uh-huh. Talk to your loved ones about this because they they start to know. They're getting messages of things that are happening to them. And look around the room. You might start to see their angels and their guides starting to be in the room more. And be open to the possibilities. There's another thing that science is finding is that people who are in a coma talk to them like they could hear you. Don't pretend they're don't act like they're dead and they can't hear you. Sing to them, pray to them, talk with them. Because a lot of these folks who are coming out of comas say tell you exactly what happened. They say Mm -hmm. you were in the room, you were wearing a blue dress, you were eating a tuna sandwich, and you were talking about golf. (laughs) <laughs> in life. there's no boundaries to our hearts hearts are, you know, love is love and love is eternal so use this time as I'll tell you a wonderful story about this I went to see a friend of mine's mother who was in the hospital and uh, when I got there he was not there uh, His his uh, some of his relatives were there but she was in like uh, well, they, she was on uh, morphine or something and she was just knocked out so whether she was sleeping or a coma they didn't call it a coma but she was out like a light and so I knew to talk to her anyway. I sat down next to her. And I started to get this impression in my mind like she was talking to me. And she's saying, look at the celebration in heaven. And I'm feeling a true celebration. Mm-hmm. And they said that she wanted to live to her next birthday, was which was the day after I was there. And she showed me the celebration. And she passed that night just before her birthday. And the gift of that for me was... That was my first non intellectual experience of what life on the other side is about that I was aware of. And it took away so much of the fear in my life about death. And, uh, you know, studying Hinduism and reincarnation, uh, you intellectually say, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not afraid of death because Mm -hmm. they give you all these logical intellectual reasons. But they're not from direct experience. You're really afraid. You know, your brain is telling you you're not afraid. But when you, Experience heaven you're not afraid or not as afraid, uh, so it's it's a wonderful time to uh just to spend it's a wonderful opportunity to to connect with uh loved ones, particularly your grandparents or elderly people, even if it's neighbors and and talk to them what do they think and say what do you, you know what do you think about life after life you know just the more people learn and grow into it the less grief and guilt and uh, Mm -hmm. drama of it that doesn't have to be there can disappear
0: got it so based on what you've shared with us today for someone listening to this episode right now who really wants to change his or her life immediately what is that one action step that you'd recommend for our listeners
1: listen to your hearts just turn down the volume turn down the noise there's so much noise in the world there's so much fear there's so much anger just none of that is helpful listen to your heart call to your best heart call to god call to spirit call to something greater than yourself and say, show me the way, show me the light, get me out of my head, get me into my heart, help me change my life for the better, help me change the world for the better, mm-hmm. and be yourself. Accept love. self-love, is what I'd say.
0: Thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 196. That's my 7 forward slash 196. Swami, thanks a lot for sharing those uh, stories, those anecdotes, and uh, those nuggets of wisdom. As on today, what is your life's calling? Well, my life's calling is uh,
1: in in the near term. I I offer beginners. Meditation course with advanced results to help people who think they can't meditate, they can't get their thoughts out of their brain, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 give them experiences within sixty seconds of feeling ease or calm or energy or focus or purpose. And I do these group meditate these group mediumships that we've been describing. So uh, we can do them online, or you can have me invite me out to your location. And um, in the background, I'm playing around with uh, less literal spirituality by i write uh spiritual music and create spiritual music which i which i mediumship i channel it you know i just play sounds that i feel take us up to heaven and then i put music to it words to it, the music it's beautiful and i try every day to uplift people and you know just by saying hello to somebody who looks down or send a blessing to someone who looks angry and silently send them a blessing or in any small way that I can. And just to be grateful, I wake up every day and count my blessings and, and look forward to say anything that happens to me, even if it's seemingly a bad thing. I say, well, what's the good in this for me? And that's kind of how I live my life every day.
0: Awesome. So we have now arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round. which is all about four questions that need four uh, short but action-packed responses so our listeners can take note (laughs) and take action. So, Swamiji, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you?
1: A a philosophy professor in college said to us, uh, choose a job you love so much that you would pay to do it. And that's kind of the Buddha quote. If you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So... And, and to your point, where well, you said it a few times now, take action. Follow your heart and take action. Because without action, then there's only so much growth that can be there. So much
0: change can be there. Name a personal habit that keeps you going.
1: Oh, the, the biggest habit is uh, I call to my heart and my angels and my guides every day. Open, l- make me brighter, lighter, more positive, more open. more. Let me be more of a serve-to-servant. Let me be more of a servant. So these days, what is your morning routine like? Morning routine is um, when I have my awareness, I make sure my brain is in a positive space even before I stir, before I open my eyes. And I just sort of turn on my positive filter to you know, make sure that I'm always filtering everything from the most positive viewpoint because the brain, the mindset is the most important thing, how we think yeah. is our reality. And then I get up and with that positive mindset and I'll have some herbal tea, I'll do a little yoga stretching, and uh, then m- all of my work that I do is to help people. So I work on my website, I write courses. So everything I do, I eat healthy Ayurvedic meals. So everything I do is a constructive building Of physical mental spiritual life so name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today sure aditya i think in the context of authenticity and getting out of our own way uh, and taking action being our own best leader There's a book that came out many years ago called Leadership and Self-Deception. And what this book does is it tells stories of how people got in their own way. And once they realize that, they would start to get out of their own way and life would change for them. I think that's a, a very, you know, it requires a little bit of humility. And reading this book is a great way to be the leader of your own life and don't other people you know, well this happened and that happened well if you can't get out of your own way then you take the responsibility and you can change your life from a unpleasant to a pleasant so
0: Action Tribe I know how much you love our book recommendations and I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on the show and that's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service now Audible.com has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC for your free Audiobook. Swami, thank you so much for joining us today for the second time. Thanks so much for having me, Aditya. It was an honor to, to serve. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and also tell us the best way we can find you online.
1: I'm grateful that there's Aditya on the radio here helping people change their world, <laughs> change their hearts, change their minds. And you can find me at orangecowboy.com. It's a long story, which we didn't get into, but orange cowboy.com and
0: uh, that you'll find everything about me there perfect so thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about psychic maidenship, and so much more and taking us one step closer to a human revolution amen
1: you're listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift Get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.